0: Gives me like such 90s nostalgia. There she goes. She's going to break it down. Hey, ladies.
1: Okay, Janet.
0: Hello, everybody. We're just rocking out here in the Wines and Winds podcast studio to some Janet. This is a request and dedication by Nina Parr.
1: By Janet to Janet. Did you request this to Janet? Yeah, I
2: am dedicating it to Janet. Do you, oh. were,
0: do you guys remember when... Do you ever listen to Casey Kasem um, back when he did like the American Top 40? And he would do take breaks to do a request and dedication?
1: No, but I like that.
0: Yeah. So... So, uh, the Top 40, the way it used to be... I don't know if Ryan Seacrest... Oh, Ryan Seacrest is... I mean, he will never be Casey Kasem. God. That's just the way I feel. <laughs>
1: How does she really? But, feel?
0: <laughs> but Casey Kasem used to do this thing where people could write in and request a song, and it was usually like he wanted to send this request to. It would be like an old girlfriend or boyfriend or something, or somebody like who like shaped the person's life when they were younger, and um, then he would like play the song, and he would be like a request and dedication from. Jim in Wyoming to Diane in New York or whatever, <laughs> and then we like play the song. That, oh, here we go.
1: We're allowed to do it. Oh, baby, let's get away. Mm-hmm. Let's run,
0: let's I forgot me, this music video. It's wonderful. I don't know if I've ac-
2: actually ever seen it before.
1: <laughs> All her videos are fab. Let's go.
2: So I heard this on the radio yesterday and forgot how much I loved it. So good. And Diana Jackson was just um, um, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Stevie Nicks, which you think like, you know, there's some people. How is
0: Stevie Nicks just now being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? So it's actually a pretty,
2: pretty crazy process. Like you have to pay like tens of thousands of dollars to like be inducted like there's really there's a process yeah it's like a campaign it's a campaign you have to pay to be inducted yeah that's weird because you're basically like keeping up the museum you're like oh it's it's kind of that kind of so it's almost like a membership fee type kind of donation or something yeah something like that but yeah that's weird i I never knew well deserved i guess (laughs) like well (laughs) well earned yeah I guess there are some people that are not in it that you would expect to definitely be in it I can't think hmm. of anything Off the top of my head But Just we went they a few didn't have years the wherewithal ago. To like Try to get or in They're like <laughs> I'm not
0: going to pony up that Like yeah. $50,000 or whatever Yeah to- that i good. <laughs> um, so yes, welcome all to Wines and Winds. We just narrowly squeezed in um, our podcast. I guess this counts for March for sure, right? We had one. It's a recap episode for, for February and one for March. Um, we would we wanted to get back to our listeners uh, and record earlier in the month than this, but we actually have like all been out of town a lot. Um, so let's kind of recap. Uh, Ashley, you and I were out of town last weekend. Yeah at the same time I was in Asheville um you were in Hocking Hocking Hills Hills, yeah how was it
1: it was good I'd never been so I didn't really know what to expect um there's a lot
2: of hiking do you know what that is Ashley I remember we had some what kind of shoes does she wear for that okay
1: I know what it is now (laughs) yes but I'm still annoyed about it because I feel like why does everyone call it hiking? It's just <laughs> it's a walking. walking. Walk. It's walking. Just call it a, what it I is. Don't, I There's, love the. I, I love find the that sense. irritating that it's like hiking, like, and then make me feel like an outsider because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> but at the same time, everybody knows it's just we're, walking. It is. Okay, yeah.
2: there are d- different degrees of of hiking, I guess.
0: So, so this is so the story of this is Ashley had texted us because we for Nina's thirtieth we were going to go to. Uh, for, to louisville mm-hmm. was that where, yeah and we were possibly going to do a hike although the weather was terrible and we got a text from ashley about like asking all of these questions about like what hiking was like well what is it what do i need to bring um which, which we way all wear? Thought was very
2: funny but th- thinking about it they were logical questions because we we're like oh you really don't need anything special my, right <laughs> <my So laughs> i was
1: like so what differentiates a hike from going for a walk if i don't need any special gear then why are we i know it
0: i liked that uh, once you like finally kind of understood that's all we were talking about, your text was something <laughs> like, oh, so we're just like walking on a trail. <laughs> like, yeah. That's pretty yep. much what a hike is. <laughs> yeah.
1: I guess some people take it like off road, but, but all varieties of that or all levels of that is all called hiking, which makes no mm-hmm. sense. That's you true. You gotta give me that.
0: Yeah. It's essentially just being outdoors in nature. I mean, right. like really, that's what it is. Yeah. Did you do any cave spelunking while you're there? There are caves. What is spelunking? That is hiking in a cave. Are you serious? That yeah, it sounds like,
1: like a like a sex thing. It's, it's a
0: called stupid s- word. <laughs> it sounds like a... Well, if you were if somebody was hiking in your lady cave, that could be considered spelunking as well. Oh Ew.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. It's such an unattractive <laughs> word to talk spelunking. about spelunking.
1: Do not. Nobody's spelunking in my lady cave. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Even worse. Um, I did explore a cave. A cave.
2: Oh. Old um, man's or ash?
1: Ash. Oh. Old man's
2: cave. You know, you know a lot about caves. I know a lot about Hocking she, Hills. Yeah, There's she's an expert. Old man's cave and ash cave are the big ones.
1: So really what we did, I mean, the weather wasn't fantastic. It was it was decent on the Saturday. Um, so that's when we went out and did some exploring. But for the most part, we just like, we. I went with a group of friends. We hung out. We um, rented a cabin, so we all just kind of did like what we call cabin living, just straight chilling and eating like all the cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, I ate my weight in cookies, so that's pretty much what I did. What
0: brand? All. <laughs>
2: Describe them. In all oh, all yeah. brands? So we
1: brought, okay, this group of friends I went with, they're like pretty much packaged cookie connoisseurs, if you will. Mm. So we brought all the different varieties. We had um a couple kinds of oreos the oreos chips ahoy
2: nabisco all of the, all of the brands. Keebler brands, not those we uh, had el e. fudge yeah
1: and we girl had girl scout girl scout uh, cookies. well we had the Keebler like remake of the girl chips ahoy remake, which mm. are the same exact thing although. yeah
2: just with a different name yeah
1: <laughs> and then chips um, ahoy
2: pecan sandies
1: n- no <laughs> no just the, like sandwich cookies
0: what kind of oreos there's like the dark chocolate different which varieties. is my new
1: favorite. Mm. Um the dark chocolate and then they had like the mega stuffed or something like that which I don't care for. I don't like Oh
0: yeah, it's like supposed to be triple stuffed and I'm like that is too no, much no, stuff. No. I think that's too much stuff.
1: I don't love the stuff. <laughs> you heard it here first to begin with. So like I don't need mega or triple. I am or
2: non-discriminatory or against Oreos of all kinds. Really? I, any
1: kind. Well, oh, we put Oreos quite so a good. bit of effort and energy into like figuring out what's the best ones. And we like this group of people, we like try all the new ones and stuff. I am very controversial. <laughs> how do I get a, a part of this
2: club? I want to be in this Oreo. I know. Case. I want to be in like the taste tester Oreo club.
1: Well, come on. You just have to go with us on a weekend. Cause <laughs> that's all we do is eat cookies. Um, so here's the deal. I am very controversially a Nutter Butter person. And I think Nutter Butters are better than Oreos. Hmm. Like just, just <clears throat> very specifically, just the standard dry cookie cookie to cookie okay <laughs> standard oreo dry to nutter butter dry i like that you're like specifying
0: dry well, you
2: have to this <laughs> because group, once you this dip it in milk talks you ruin dipping. the. Yeah, okay yeah. so different.
0: wait a second so what what is does this does your preference change as we go from dry to wet
1: mine doesn't but other people's do i okay. still I can like that. nutter butter dipped especially in coffee but, oh that sounds but good Gumball, for example good. likes
2: um he likes uh, Oreos dipped better. Oreos
0: dipped are so, so good. I mean, they're so good.
2: And here's one. I don't know if you guys have had them before. The birthday cake Oreos. Those are good. game changer. But they're super sweet. I'm just like, saying. No, that's like my favorite they're kind. so good. My they're,
1: favorite is the red velvet. Changer. And you got to try the the new dark chocolate is like, Ooh, what's Ooh, I have up? not had that. Mm, it's so good, you guys. So like get
0: You out. know what else I like? Okay. So these are the Oreos, the, the unconventional Oreo flavors. I'm so glad this conversation that is, I really is still like. happening. Um, I got to say, though, like, in terms of, like, cookies, like, Oreos compared to other cookies, Nutter Butter is very far down the totem pole for me. Oh. It is. Yeah,
1: but have you had one recently? Because I find that when people <laughs> I say haven't. that to me, they are like, oh, I actually haven't had one in 10 years. And then they I'll have admit, one it's now. been probably more than 10 years. And uh, I got to tell you, it holds up. So... <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, well maybe I need to, to that. try maybe we next
1: do- podcast I'm bringing I was going to say butters. why don't we do
2: like a little cookie taste test. Taste test next podcast. Yes. I mean, I'm always up for that. We'll do that. We um, don't have to wait till the podcast, but yes. Our <laughs>
0: fans are going to be crossing off the days on their calendar till they but listen to this. You guys can eat them with
2: us. We can put them on the pod what we're going to be tasting and then we can on our Instagram. What does this qualify as a cookie and I forget what they're called. Oh no, I don't. They're called Nutter butters. Do those qualify as cookies? butter butters that's, that's what we're talking what, about no 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 wait what am i thinking Ashley, the chocolate been talking about this whole time the chocolate with the wafers and the peanut butter what are those called the chocolate it's like a bar oh
0: you mean like you mean aren't they just called like like wafers wafer cookies no you're uh, talking about like the chris oh okay <laughs> well <all> good <right. laughs> what are you
2: they're talking like about the little debbie um i don't even know what they're i thought they De- were if they're, they're little like debbie a, <clears> they're not a cookie okay
0: like a moon pie
2: no it's I'm you so and i confused. Have e- you, we used to eat them in college all the time what? okay describe this again for weird me. the chocolate it's it looks like a candy bar right okay. But covered in chocolate and okay. there there's a layer of wafer a layer of peanut butter layer of wafer a layer of peanut butter oh
0: my god yeah you're talking about nutter bars not nutter, nutter, bars. nutter okay. bars that's not a cook well okay, wait is fair. that a cookie kind of that's not a cookie you that's- dip it you can That's dip a, it. like well, a Tim can, tam or whatever. you can dip oh okay. I mean you can dip a hamburger and it doesn't make it a cookie. You can dip anything <laughs> and it doesn't make it a cookie. <laughs> I mean <laughs> you can dip it.
1: Oh, oh I mean when oh, I dip you dip difficult. we dip, you know?
0: When huh? Dip, you <laughs> know. If you dip it, we eat it. <laughs> oh
1: no, I said when I dip, you dip, we dip. Oh my god. She thought I said if you, <laughs> you dip can, it, we eat it. You know what's weird is on these podcasts. We eat it. <laughs>
0: We sound more <laughs> drunk when we're stone sober than we do when we actually like are <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, we sound more drunk when
2: we're stoned. No. <laughs> so-
0: no, sober. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So this is what I like. Oreos. Um, I enjoy. I'm not even like a really big mint chocolate fan, but I do enjoy the mint, the mint Oreos. I mm. think those are good. They're, I like the mint cream with the um, the Oreo cookies are. That's like the gold standard for me. I love like the chocolate cookie. They're so good. And I also in very much enjoy the birthday cake Oreos. Mm. They're so good. Mm. I have so to good. say, uh. on
1: this cabin trip, the surprise, like the sleeper hit, was definitely the E. L. Fudge. Like you, you mm. don't really think about it that much, but it was there. Compared to it, we had every cookie available, and everybody ended up eating more of the E. L. Fudge than anything else. They you know were, why? Like, I think surprisingly delicious because
0: the E. L. Fudge is. It fools you by making you think that it's, like, not really a substantial cookie mm-hmm. because they're, like, flatter and kind of wider, and they're not, like, a sandwich cookie. So...
1: No, they are a sandwich cookie. They have, like, the it's Oh, oh, cream. the eel yeah. fudge.
0: I was thinking the stripes. Fudge stripes. Sorry. Oh,
1: no. Yeah, different one. But, yeah, those, those are, are also... Too, oh, my God.
0: Eel... F- <laughs> The E.L. fudge cookies <laughs> are so good. You, the sandwich ones that are yeah, in like yeah, the yeah. little elf. Yes. yes. We ate oh, more are of those so good. than anything else. I haven't had, had those Oreos in a long time. So the chocolate cream. Did you get the chocolate cream with the with the white cookies? With, like, yeah, the yeah, vanilla. yeah. Oh, those yeah. are the best those ones. so good. They're so, so dope. dope.
1: We should get those when yeah. we do our little we're tasting. Get those. Okay. So we're going to have Oreos, Nutter Butters, and E.L. fudge.
0: I think that this is what we should do. I think that every If you have a
1: sandwich cookie you think we should consider. I was going to say email us. Yeah. If you'd like to email us, it has um, to be a sandwich cookie though.
0: Wines wins at Gmail, uh, for a suggestion on our cookie taste testing that we're going to be doing in the April podcast. And then other than that, we should all bring like a favorite, um Good idea. for but, the taste but i
1: think it should just be sandwich cookies you guys i'm worried about like if you bring like a pecan sandy to the sandwich cookie party i know it's, it's hard be, like, to compare
2: apples to oranges it's yeah. like not Big a point. fair comparison yeah because yeah. then okay. there's also
1: like homemade cookies which is different than package cookies that and... is
0: true you can't compare just like a regular chocolate chip with if like you a guys meal didn't
1: know that I was fat,
2: you i'm glad we are, <laughs> i'm glad we're setting forward these rules so that we're all very okay clear. <laughs> um you guys does that was does like the trip also count as like a win or do you have another I'd win? say it was oh, a win yeah. I mean
1: that I thought it was really fun I got to kind of relax and chill out and then get to um hang out with this group of friends that it's rare that we all get together so yeah that is a win
2: what was your Asheville trip your win or tell us about um, that I love Asheville oh my god too. okay so I
0: had never been Um, Before. And yes, I loved, um, I loved Asheville. We loved it was not. So we left Friday morning, um, pretty early. So we had most of the day Friday there. It's about a five and a half hour drive. Um, Although we did stop at this really good lunch place in um, Knoxville on the way it was really cool i would actually like to spend more time in knoxville i thought it was really kind of seemed like a cool place too but we went and it was nowhere near enough time as like i wanted in asheville yeah. like I was very upset that we got most of the day friday we got all day saturday which for us cold and like kind of shitty as the weather's been um recently was beautiful we both got really sunburned um and It was beautiful. We did, like, all of the breweries. We did so much beer on Saturday. It was awesome. Um, And it was beautiful outside, and the town is so cute, and it it has so so many, like, little shops and restaurants. it's so unique
1: for its surroundings, too. So,
0: yeah, it's, like, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but then it's, like, this
1: little, like, kind of hippie, like, artsy city in the middle of nowhere. The country. Yeah. It really was.
0: And just the way that the city is kind of... Like, the town is kind of... um organized and everything i mean there are lots of little pockets like just blocks that have like their do, own little thing the going on more
1: or whatever no we didn't I really want to see the inside there i really want oh, to go so
0: and i've heard it's worth it but it's like really expensive to go I know. yeah when
1: i went there we were just driving through to south carolina but i really wanted to go inside there and we saw how much it was and we we're like Ugh. no it's like
0: 50 dollars or something to go but, but i, I have like heard I, that I it's worth like
1: it out that i don't know what's inside there and I love mansions and chill like it's that. It's like the say,
0: American version have you, of Daunavi. No, I haven't. Oh. No, it's like the American version of Versailles, too. Like it's just insane. Like the gardens surrounding it are really supposed to be like really beautiful. No, we we kind of had to choose what we wanted to do considering that we were there for such a short time. Mm-hmm. So we had um we had breakfast there at this like little uh I think it was called like the happy moose diner or something. It was something really cute. Um, kind of in the mountains and then we drove back on Sunday. But uh, yeah, it, I mean, that was probably my win. It was a really, really fun weekend. Um, so I didn't realize that uh, Asheville is considered the South, which I guess makes sense. It's North Carolina, but it's, it's the South. And this was kind of my first foray into like Southern food. Um, which for me as somebody who doesn't eat meat was just was slightly difficult, but I was so happy, um, from like a dietary standpoint that we were only there for a short period of time because I probably could have just ate my weight in biscuits. So when you go, I didn't realize, but when you go to the South, um, like every meal is just garnished with a, with like a basket of biscuits. So, um, every place we ate, Oh, it was so good. And they're, Ama- they're like delicious from scratch biscuits. And so every meal that we had, it was like, you, I, like I'll be right back with your drinks and your biscuits. And they would like <laughs> bring out the biscuits. And it was so, it was so good. And we went to this really, really good restaurant called Tupelo Honey um, in Asheville. We got a recommendation from our friend and it was one of the best meals I've ever had. Um, they had oysters, which I was all about. They had really good cocktails, their biscuits were amazing and they had this um, Brussels sprout appetizer that was like fried Brussels sprouts with like a homemade uh, in-house made like ranch sauce for dipping and i love a brussel i I love ranch it was
2: so (laughs) so good i've gotten a really bad rap and they were
0: supposed to have like thick cut bacon in there too but we got it without because of me um but i was like at first i was like oh i'm not going to use the ranch at all because like i don't need to dip my brussel in ranch no it was a it was a game changer Mm. it was so good um so it was so delicious and I think I got I I don't remember what I got for my entree but it was really we this was after several drinks but it was really good so yeah that was um you don't remember
1: what it was it was uh, no it was really good I don't remember it was I think I got a
0: I think I got a it was like a veggie burger it was really good Mm. yeah it was delish um so yeah yeah I would say that's my win
2: uh my win is also travel related we took the baby to Fort Lauderdale. We have family in Fort Lauderdale. Um, Took him on his first plane ride, which we were so anxious about. But he did so good. On the way there, we were like, of course it was spring break week. So we were surrounded by uh, like the row in front of us, row behind us, next to us were like college kids. But Walter was just hamming it up. And everyone, we basically had an audience like behind our rose like the whole rest of the plane was just like Love in him. awe and he was he was waving everybody he was blowing kisses that he was so like cute. Walter is such a so little showman he is he's a celeb so there were a certain there is and, and he slept the whole way home and we kind of planned it that way which was great but um on the way there I, I I mean I'm saying that he was doing great but there were a few moments where he would like start fidgeting or whining a little bit and I'm like I was getting so anxious that he was going to like have a break meltdown or something that I'd start kind of, um, he loves it when I like toss him in the air a little bit and he just immediately starts giggling. So I'd start doing that every once in a while and he, his mood would change. And one time I, I was doing it and of course he's giggling and laughing and the people behind us are in like 10 rows behind us are like, Oh, so cute. And then I, I tossed him up and I hit his head on top of the, uh, the overhead carrying thing (laughs) it was in front of everybody and then there was like there was a collective oh from like the back of the plane (laughs) he He did not cry thank god it wasn't that hard of a hit but it was definitely audible (laughs) and it was hilarious because here I am like showing off like look how cute my baby is (laughs) like (laughs) you're just like throwing him into shit and then and then just like (laughs) completely hits his head on the overhead case thing which was hilarious but he was fine of
1: course um, I'm glad that
2: you think he, him hitting yeah. his
0: head is so, it was hilarious it was so
2: funny I felt so bad but he was fine which is why we he did didn't cry him. and you're like he's fine everyone I did I was like everyone he's fine I'm not a bad parent I swear to god um but we did uh we didn't know what the weather was going to be like you know in Florida it's kind of hit hit or miss it's either going to be torrential or it's going to be nice so we went to the beach and he that our first beach visit lasted literally 10 minutes of him screaming because he did not like the water. I've seen the picture. He did not (laughs) like the sand. So we packed that up pretty quickly. Um, We did try again the second day and he was very much more receptive. He was able to play in the sand a little bit and we got him in the water and he liked the waves. He really liked splashing around and um, he liked, I don't know, sticking his hand in the water and then licking the water off his hand which is really weird <laughs> he's like, like mm, salty please, yeah sal- please don't do that this is
1: salty. Um, i used to eat play-doh so it's like same thing
2: ew i know i know what you mean it's so salty though uh,
1: well okay i guess i should say it was like homemade yeah Play-Doh. yeah 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 and i've i've tasted it's just it like too, salt it's, basically oh man it's so salty
2: um but
1: it's like an intriguing taste when you're little, though. Yeah. Like I kept being like, I've never tasted know, anything like, like this before. It's so overpowering, but like I kind of like it.
2: You're <laughs> like, this tastes salty. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then my mom's like, where's all the Play-Doh? <laughs> I, I don't know.
2: Um, but it was such a good trip and the weather was so great. We got, he Walter got to meet Shiraz, who... He's met Carrie and my Aunt Jane a couple times, but he got to meet Shiraz, and he got to meet um, his great, great Uncle Donald, which was fun. Um, It was a great trip. It was short, but it was right between leaving one job and starting another. Fab. which brings me to we could go around and do our wines if you guys want sure yes. so and of course I know that this wine is connected to a win of having a new job which I'm very thankful for and I'm I, I'm just getting getting used to some things but just the wine is getting into my groove and like working with new people um and everyone kind of like figuring out the balance and figuring out each other's personalities, which has been a little bit of a challenge um, coming into a place where there is a very well-loved person going out and me coming in as a brand new person, um, having people underneath me that uh, or having employees underneath me that have been there longer than me. So that has been kind of the um the challenge, but it's an adjustment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And an just adjustment. being
0: new in general anywhere, I feel like is always just difficult in and of itself. Like yeah. no matter how Such smooth the transition is. For a while. Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, so
2: that's it. Anybody
0: else have some wines? Uh okay. My wine, I feel like it sounds really trivial. Um, but I'm having like some issues with my skin.
1: Oh my god, that's my wine. No way. <laughs> that's so weird. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm like having issues with my skin, and so I've had this this thing for a while, where um, part of the reason that I don't wear like this is the
1: same thing as me. I'm going to freak out. Okay, I'm so excited. Um,
0: so part of the reasons that I don't wear like makeup all the time or like a lot of makeup is because I have very sensitive skin, Mm -hmm. and my skin tends to. not react well to a lot of makeup so over the weekend I try to like on weekends not wear makeup and I've been trying more and more at work I wear lipstick every day to work um and just like a basic foundation but I my eyes in particular like the skin around my eyes no way
1: that's really what my I've been dealing with this for like two years and I can't figure out what it is
0: so my skin around my eyes is very very sensitive and because of this I feel like I have to take extended breaks in between wearing even just mascara. Like I usually to work, I want to wear like mascara and like nothing really else on my eyes. And I feel like no matter what I do, no matter what brand I use, no matter what like skincare products that I use, my eyes get so irritated and dry. Um, and itchy. And I don't know what the deal is. And I feel like it's been worse lately than it was there for a while. I don't know if it's just because uh, the weather change like the I have seasonal allergies in general. So I don't know if my skin is reacting to that. But it's like I got these like every brand that I've ever bought of uh, makeup removing wipes and things like that has always irritated my eyes. And even when I get like right now, I think I have like Almay sensitive skin, whatever. And I can't even really use them because it just irritates my eyes. So normally, I just have to wash my mascara off in the shower with water and then kind of like wipe around my eyes when I get out. I can't even really use any like soap or anything. But just wearing makeup like it, yesterday, my eyes were like swollen and just not feeling good. And so I don't really know what to do. Do about that um so if anybody out there has any
1: well, do recommendations you use any like this ju- have you ever used just thing.
2: the eye remover
1: makeup stuff it's so many chemicals though like um, okay so I've been dealing with this for two years I can't okay. figure out what it is and I've systematically like taken out every single thing that mm-hmm. I've used on my face I feel like yeah one thing at a time and I still keep getting it I changed my laundry detergent because an allergist said it could be something you're putting on your hands when your eyes get irritated. Um, it's, and it's like the skin around my yes. eyes. It's like up to my eyebrow. But then I keep on getting like these eczema patches too, like right underneath. And I can't figure out what the trigger is. And so she said, change your laundry detergent and your hand soap Cause it could be something you're like putting on your hands cause you touch your eyes a lot, especially if they start getting itchy, then you like touch them more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. I started using this stuff um, that you might want to try It's called Vana cream, the allergist recommended it, and it's like um, a product that has like literally nothing in it because she said a lot of people market these products that are like free and clear. And it has like and whatever, fragrances it in it, like all kinds. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. So the, it's this stuff called like Vanna cream, and you can like get it online or whatever. Like I bought it off Amazon. It's like a face wash, and that seems to be it's not going away, but it's not getting making it worse. Mm-hmm. But I have an appointment with a dermatologist because I am just. This is the second. This is the second year that it's been coming on and off mm-hmm. and it's dri- literally driving me crazy. Like, yeah. it's so itchy, so Ugh. dry. It, it will literally like flake off. Like, and it's the skin, terrible. And it looks scary and I can't wear makeup. And, and it's frustrating. You know, yeah. Makeup.
0: Well, it's frustrating when you want to wear makeup. Yeah. um, Like.
1: And I feel like I look scary at <laughs> at work because it's like well, I, you my don't, skin is like falling off and i know people can see it in like yeah. meetings I'm, they're looking at me and i just ignore it but i can tell they're kind of like what's wrong with your I, face
0: hmm. i get it the worst so i don't actually don't get it like this it really is just the skin just around my eyes so yeah. like on my lash line and on the outside corner
1: i can see it it gets really it's dry like red
0: yes and it gets red And the only thing that I found that I really like that I feel like, uh, is helping is I use the, um, Clinique Moisture Surge. Uh, it's like a gel, um, and it's a facial moisturizer. And I do feel as though that does not irritate my eyes any more like additionally, but I don't know. It's just something that, um... Again, I feel like it's kind of trivial, but in the same way it's it is not
1: though, it's so frustrating. Well, it's frustrating
0: because I can know I can know that like if I don't wear any makeup or put anything with like a fragrance or anything like that around my eye, it will clear up and it'll get better after like a week. So it feels like I can wear like makeup around my eye for a week and then I have to take a week off. And then I can wear makeup yeah. and then I have to take a week off. And it's just frustrating when there are days that I want to like I subscribed recently um to the macy's beauty box so macy's has a beauty box it's kind of like an ipsy or a um birch box and um you know they send you little samples and stuff and it's so fun to try the different samples but i got this really amazing um stila uh like glitter eyeshadow gel Mm -hmm. and i love it and it looks so pretty and it's so easy to apply. And I just feel like when I want to wear it, I can't wear it because my skin around my eyes is like so messed up. Yeah. So that is my wine. It's just been really bad. Like the past few days, it's been really irritated. Yeah. So... Um, that's my wine so mm. you and I have the same wine yeah <laughs> well, it, mine's
1: been going on for like a couple years yeah I
0: remember you talking about how you get like the d- really dry patches yeah, like yeah around.
1: it'll like trigger and then it gets dry but then it'll turn to eczema and it's just I don't know man it's not cool but no um, it sucks and
0: you feel like everybody is like why are her eyes so puffy right. like that's what I feel like well and for me all the time. like
1: I'm such a makeup head like
0: <laughs> a makeup head <laughs>
1: makeup geek. I don't know. I love makeup and so people are not used to seeing me without it. So it's like extra bad because when I don't wear makeup, people are like actually with you. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like not only do I not have makeup on and so I kinda look like shit, but um I also have like these dark patches under my eyes and it looks like I'm like eighty years old right here. it doesn't. I mean not right now, but like it does get really bad. <laughs> there no, but are times I times when it's, like, bad.
0: I know what you think, though. Like, even <clears> if people aren't looking at me and thinking that, in my mind, I'm yeah. still, I'm still, you know, you're still self-conscious about it. So, yeah, I feel the same way. I still, I feel like I still am self-conscious, even if you can't tell that I, like, my eyes are dry, that Do you feel like are.
1: my mic is low? Um. If, look, if it seems like it is. I can't tell.
2: You might also just be
1: quiet. Oh. <laughs> I don't know because I'm not hearing it. Tonight.
2: To be completely I'm honest, I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't know
0: how do to turn. I don't know how to turn it up. Do you see my bar though?
1: Yeah, I see your bar. When I talk and you guys, when you guys talk, it's like way bigger. I can um, hear you. Okay. I can hear you fine. Let okay. me, we'll figure it out. That's fine. And the post, post edit process. I would just feel bad if we did the whole thing and then it was like, there's just mm. silence or quiet. And then <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? Like we're having the podcast. <clears throat>
0: like with your ghost or yeah. something. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we got our wins and wins. Should we maybe talk about garbage people of the yeah, month? Yeah. Let's go around. So let's many. do a round table.
2: So freaking money. Since we're kind of recapping month by month, we can yeah. each have our own.
1: Well, I'll start because I kind of need to revisit this based on our conversation last month. Can I play something really quick? Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Hold on. This. Sorry. I should have had this like, Cued up and ready to go. You're tacky and I hate you. There we go. I just wanted to play you're tacky and I hate you. For to signify uh, the. You're tacky and I hate you. You're
2: tacky and I hate you. Thank you. There we go. Okay. So
0: now we got it three times. Sorry. I should have had that queued up before. Proceed. That's okay.
1: So um, just kind of touching base back on our last conversation where I was freaked out about the Michael Jackson documentary. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I watched it, like, the night it came out because, as you guys know, I've been, like, the biggest Michael Jackson fan my whole life, blah, blah, blah. So, I sat and watched the entire four-hour thing the mm-hmm. night it came out. And I was Troubled. horrified. Yeah. Horrified. It's so it's hard so to watch. It's so bad, you guys. Like, it's so bad. Um. So, he... So, I... I'm shocked, and I cannot believe that I'm saying this, but Michael Jackson is the garbage Canceled. person Cancel the world. Ugh. Not the month. Yeah. The last, what, 30, 40 years? Yeah. Oh, it's so... it that, Okay, it's so, so that documentary is bad. so hard to watch. There is no way okay you know who is also garbage people the michael jackson fans who are still backing him yeah okay because i was the biggest michael jackson fan ever but you cannot deny there's you cannot deny anymore anything like no stop they're like coming after people garbage people that's mm -hmm. such trash like just because you like his music just because whatever like doesn't mean he can't be a bad person and be brilliant musician
2: mm-hmm. yeah so how do you i know we talked about r kelly a little bit but how do you guys feel about like listening to these people like listening to music of his and r kelly's i personally, going forward
1: i personally like maybe it's just right now because it's
2: so fresh but you're done but I, I i don't feel the same about the music because like, you it's hear really it good. and it's like and then you're reminded and Then i'm reminded yeah so like totally.
1: i personally don't even think Can't i get can get into it right now yeah Maybe eventually I'll be able to listen to it again, but I certainly wouldn't want to like give any money to this right because they're not they're just also coming out against these these people who are clearly victims. So So I'm
2: reminded of um, Pete Davidson on SNL a couple weeks ago talking about oh right yeah music and he's like "Um, maybe. You know, maybe if you feel weird about listening to their music, but like you still enjoy it, but you also feel weird about like, I'm supporting this person and, you know, giving money, then maybe you can, you can be in a position where you can listen to the music and enjoy it, but then like donate to something for the cause just to make yourself feel better, basically about listening to this music that already exists. It's not like, it's not like you're supporting them to make new music. I don't know. I was kind of, I thought that was interesting. It yeah. is an interesting dichotomy I just for sure. Feel differently about
1: it right now. Yeah, I, I don't even like want to
0: hear it. I know. Well, it's difficult too because um. So so I listen to a podcast. Um, my friend at work, she like will send me a podcast sometimes about the some of the stuff that we talk about, and she sent me a podcast uh from the Daily about uh about the Michael Jackson thing and one of the podcast hosts was saying and it's so true he was like it's th- what makes it so difficult with somebody like Michael Jackson is that it's such like such a groundbreaking person that it's not just um it's hard to explain like it's not just not listening to Michael Jackson like he's affected so many other artists mm-hmm. and molded so many other artists that we could be listening to artists who aren't Michael Jackson, who were so influenced by Michael Jackson that it's still like he, he was talking about all the artists like The Weeknd and um, Justin Timberlake and like mm. all of these. Who uh, Bruno Mars, yeah, yeah who have um, been so, so heavily influenced by um, Michael Jackson's music and just the like his style and everything that these are artists that we probably wouldn't even have their their music or if they were popular their music would not be the same as it is if it weren't for Michael Jackson. Yeah. So it's like it's hard with a a celebrity like a personality like Michael Jackson that is so embedded in culture like so so embedded in our culture that um it's it would be impossible to try to scrape every possible uh michael jackson influence like it would be impossible to scrape him from music or from Mm -hmm. pop culture so it's like what do you do with somebody like that who is so popular um and has molded things so much that it's like you can't I mean, it already has taken on a life of its own. So you it's impossible to just be like, nope, we're going to shut the door on Michael Jackson. Nobody's mm-hmm. ever going to listen to him again. Like, you can't do that. You can't mm-hmm. close the box on yeah. that. So yeah, I mean, I think that what um, Pete Davidson said is correct. Like, you aren't a bad person, I don't think, if you listen to Michael Jackson. If you enjoy Michael Jackson music, you're human because it's great music. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's one of those things, it's about, okay, well, what are you going to put your... um you know like how are you supporting it in other ways like what are you going to put your money behind mm-hmm. and um and just also speaking up just acknowledging that this person was wrong like you can acknowledge that he was a talented person that his music's great and also at the same time say but as a human being like he fucked a lot of people up like he ruined lives like he yeah. was not a good person and i think you can say that about people, and I just had a conversation with somebody at, w- I, at work because I try to not listen to—I don't listen to any Chris Brown music because I think Chris Brown is a garbage person. Mm-hmm. And it, I was just saying, like, it is hard though because some of his songs are so damn catchy. Yeah, we talked about
1: that last time with r Kelly. This, it?
0: Yeah, it's like it is hard, but at the same time, it's like okay, just he's—he's re-
2: he's easier for me not to listen to <laughs> Chris same Brown than. I don't- than Michael, he's sure. the yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was saying like Michael
1: was not yeah. just a person; he was like he was pop culture for yeah. so many like, years, for multiple pop, generations. Pop music is what it is now. It's like the soundtrack to our lives. Yeah,
2: like right. our lives, our parents' lives. Like,
1: and when you like,
2: crazy. I remember when he died, MTV and VH went like you could not turn on the TV. There was like a you know forty-eight hour music mm. video marathon yep. just Michael, and they wonder. If that happened, if he had lived up until he died today, now. Yeah. he probably wouldn't get that same tribute, don't you think? No, oh, I don't yeah. think he would. So just the changing times, Crazy. like we were saying what would fly, yeah. you know, and what what wouldn't anymore. Yeah. Can I
1: say another garbage person? Yeah. Oh, there are a lot. bring it so on. I Elizabeth ha- Holmes.
0: Take out the trash. Wait, who's Elizabeth the Holmes? The
1: Theranos lady. Oh, God, Did yeah. you guys watch this? No, but I know Wait, the story. what? Is, is that on HBO too? Yeah. Th- there okay. is a documentary on HBO. Um, I think it's called. There uh, is it called? Oh, I shoot. Anyways, it's about this girl, Elizabeth Holmes. I shouldn't say girl. This woman, Elizabeth Holmes, who um, she actually started the company Theranos in, out in Silicon Valley. And she was making this um, machine that could test blood with like just a few little uh like little pinpricks, pricks, basically, um, but it was all a, a lie. Like her, she, her machine didn't work, etc. And she basically like built this whole thing on a scam. And now she's being like indicted. And she no way you have to watch. It's here's the thing. Here's the most okay. This is bad but the most interesting part about it is like her whole demeanor yeah. have you seen like interviews and stuff her with very her? deep voice she speaks like in like this deep voice and she took on um this like steve jobs vibe she like really looked up to steve jobs evidently and she took on this vibe of like only wear black turtlenecks every day and she like just basically took that whole
2: thing from him she created a persona yes. for this company but yeah. it's very bizarre it's like, she's
0: like the this is like the fire fest of yeah. uh of uh, silicon uh, valley. valley yeah but she literally talks like this yeah it's
1: really weird
2: well, like it's wrong hard. with
0: having a deep
1: no that's no, not her no, voice no, no, no it's not her oh. voice oh Oh, it's a it's a false it's voice. A false, yeah. She create she like started talking that voice because who knows? Because she probably thought it was like more commanding or whatever. Yeah. It's well, I gotta watch this now
0: because I love I love shit like this. That geez, could be a good recommendation definitely too. Definitely a garbage yeah. person
1: <laughs> wow. because like a lot of people were really affected by. So she probably
0: took a lot of funding. Mm-hmm, oh yeah. I mean,
1: just f- I don't want to ruin the doc, but like watch the doc. There's also a 2020 on it, and a podcast about it, but. Ooh. Um yeah, you gotta check this out and we can recap it next month. But um I wanna watch it. You have to. It sounds really interesting. It's gonna blow your crazy. It's gonna blow your fucking mind. Allie, wow. who's your garbage person? Oh,
0: God, there's so much garbage. And, you know, I I was wrestling back and forth because I had so many, like, honorable mention-type garbage people. Um, but I have decided that um, my garbage person this week is Marianne White. And let me explain to you who Marianne White is. So Marianne White is a woman um, who wrote a letter to the student newspaper of Notre Dame uh, College, um, because she, uh, telling young women that they needed to stop wearing leggings. I'm so over this conversation. Beca- okay, really, like so. Come on. So, um, just some honorable mentions of quotes of this letter that was published, um, in the student newspaper, and I quote. Leggings are so naked, so form-fitting, so exposing. Could you think of the mothers and sons next time you go shopping and consider choosing jeans instead? So apparently um, she wrote a letter. It was called uh, The Leggings Problem. It was printed in the Observer. And she was so outraged that she um, she had gone to mass at Notre Dame and there was a group of young collegiate women in the um at the mass wearing leggings and she was upset that they were not only wearing leggings but they were wearing shirts that wasn't that weren't covering their bottoms um and she was upset because she was with seriously her college age sons um and she felt like uh she felt like she was ashamed um, of the women and uh, let me see. Uh, She thought, okay. And this is what she put in. I thought of all the other men around and behind us who couldn't help, but see their behinds and that uh, the female students should be covering their nakedness so that unsavory men wouldn't ogle them. um, And upstanding men like her sons wouldn't be forced to avoid looking at their nether regions. So this is what I have to say. Poor guys. About it's it. Such a hard time for, for um, men. This, such a hard
1: time for upstanding uh, men trying not to look at another region. All I got to
0: say is that rape culture is alive and well in this country. And um, the more that we deny that, the more we're like doing women a disservice. And also men too, because honestly, men should be expected to uh, be able to control themselves and not be triggered by seeing a... Clothed woman, right, um, just living her damn life um, and not feel like he has to rape her or assault (laughs) her or heckle her or do anything like that. Um. So that's just saying that men are in. Inca- she's saying that the men are incapable of, of controlling ha- of themselves controlling and their impulses. And, yeah. and that's and that's women's, that it's women's fault. Yeah. yeah, it is the women's fault because we are asking for. I mean, she didn't say it, but this is the definition of women are asking for it. Yeah, they're asking for, sure. for somebody to uh, a man to treat them poorly based on what they're wearing. And um, this is not the start of this conversation. So, like Marianne's letter, it did garnish. I gotta say, um, a lot of outrage mm-hmm. from. Um, the female collegiate students um, they even organized over social media they organized an entire week where they encouraged women to wear, wear leggings, leggings the yeah. entire week and post on social media about it so it was actually it was that was really cool and it, a lot of the men on campus also um, were very supportive like were super supportive of it um, but this is not the first time that we have seen the discussion about like leggings and um, certainly not the first time we've seen a discussion the past few years on women what women the link of uh what women put on their bodies linking them to possibly being assaulted um or raped or even harassed so a few years ago um fox news uh, the gold standard in news if you ask (laughs) me i mean it's just so accurate (laughs) the only source so hard-hitting accurate um integrity no so fox news uh had a Segment on one of their shows, and I forget who the host was not important, but the it was outrageous the host male host had on three men and um, to talk on a panel about um, women wearing leggings and what was considered appropriate and what wasn't. And it was three men. And the reason that um, Fox News considered them qualified to talk about it is because they were all fathers Ew. and of daughters. And what they actually did was they had models, young women models, come out and model different ways of wearing leggings, had the dads look them over Ew. and decide whether or not they felt like it was dad approved quote unquote ways to wear leggings or if it wasn't and why so So they actually had these young women who were brought out not didn't say a word um not asked a question certainly not asked how they feel or if they wanted to wear this outfit and they had the three men look at them and decide whether or not they would approve of their daughter wearing the outfit right and uh, these were not children these were adult collegiate age or in their 20s women Um, and it was so outrageous Um, and one of the guys on the like one of the guys that you know the duck dynasty guys speaking of garbage people like they one of those guys was on the panel too and they were just talking about how like it's inappropriate blah 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 like because men will look at them and stuff and so this is not this letter to Notre Dame is not the um, first Time We've heard this or we've seen this in pop culture and it's just so outrageous to me that we still have to have this conversation Because if a woman walked down the damn street In nothing completely naked it is still okay. It's still not okay for a man to grab them or rape them Like I don't understand why we are trying to make these rules for women. Yeah, it's disgusting so like women wear what you want to wear like we don't try to tell men how they're like what they're supposed to wear because there's
2: such a double standard men can take off their shirts and show Correct. their nipples yeah. and women can't wear fucking leggings so yeah. what is where's the disconnect there? like I, I, crazy i have to look at
1: men's nipples every time i go to the pool or the beach or whatever is yeah. it so but my question I'm is forced to look
2: at them it's like <laughs> how, are they allowed to go to the beach and look at women in bathing suits but or how is that hard is it for you
0: how hard is it for you to control your own self when you see a man's
1: nipples but it's so hard, right? Ugly pizza nips. It's
0: pizza <laughs> nips. But seriously, though, it's it truly is outrageous. And there is a double standard for sure. Um, and it's really frustrating. And we know from facts from police reports that women get assaulted and raped no matter what. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. No matter. It's it's not going to be what they wear d- does not affect um, whether or not assault is going to happen. So. Right. um that was I just thought she was a major garbage person major yeah. major garbage. Nina, you person. got garbage oh I you ready garbage. to take out the trash yeah
2: <laughs> so I you know I Hashtag. was like let's all come up with our own garbage person because I'm sure we'll pick similar people and I won't I'll be able to narrow down from there after you guys pick your people but you guys didn't pick any of my people so I'm gonna go down nice. my list Uh-oh. um I got Taking three out the trash three so wow. in third place we have third. a tie <laughs> Um, but they're part of the same story. So it's fine. Lori Laughlin, Felicity Hoffman. Yeah. Um, Like white privilege. It's worse. so sad. And if I was, if I was a student applying to any of those colleges during, you know, the years that those, uh, they're the rich kids got admitted. I would totally sue and be like, I don't think I was accepted based on, you know, someone else being, Mm -hmm. bribing their way in. Mm -hmm. So the whole college, admission scandal is disgusting and sickening and white privilege and like it just goes to show that if you're rich enough you can get whatever you want in life Mm -hmm. um and the poor the poor people have to work five times as hard to get just as you know just as far if not less far um my runner up would be nasa with the
0: oh all-women
2: spacewalk that was canceled? Yeah, they Did canceled you know I it. I didn't hear about this. Okay. Oh. So um, this they were going to be my winner for a few weeks because I they planned this all-women's mission. So um, let me just read this up a little bit. Um, there was supposed to be an, uh, an all-women spacewalk, just two women, um, Anna McClain and Christina Koch. Um, making it the first all-female spacewalk in history. But due to some last-minute logistics and space suit availability on the International Space Station, a male astronaut is taking McLean's place instead. So the problem was um, one of the female astronauts, and it's in here, but I'm not going to poke through, but Mm -hmm. um, felt that, at the last minute, she did not feel comfortable with the sizing of the suit. Mm-hmm. She was like, it's just too much to risk. Like if if something isn't comfortable, it's like my life up there, you know, so Definitely. um, they only had one medium sized space suit. So only one of the women could go up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're like, nasa
0: I, how could they not make another damn right, space suit. so the thing is
2: and i think that too. i totally get that
1: though like i don't even want to go to work if i'm uncomfortable for the right. day i can't imagine being like i'm gonna go up into space so, for a while.
2: there are six different torso sized spacesuits on the international space station um and that's that's all there is like it's not and that's where i kind of i understand that there's some there's an issue there if if like it's not the easiest thing to make you can't just like sew a couple pieces of cloth together but also why wasn't this taken into consideration before a year ago yeah like before like clearly this has been planned for a long time you don't just decide to go to space and like next week you do it like these things have to be thoroughly put in place so i think that planning was not the strong suit here and You know, this woman, (laughs) this woman paid the price because, you know, this was going to be huge. This is huge. And now it it didn't happen. So hopefully in the future it can happen. I'm not sure if there are any um, if there's a schedule in place for like the next all women's spacewalk. That'd be great. And I would also say that this was interesting Um, when I when that story broke. um, Do you guys follow feminist news on Instagram? No, it's no, but I should. It's really fun. So um, Sally Ride had, had quoted, she said that the engineers in NASA in their infinite wisdom decided that women astronauts would want makeup. So they designed a makeup kit. You can imagine the discussions amongst the predominantly male engineers about what should go in a makeup kit. So oh. this was, you know, before women went into space. They were like, oh, well, clearly they're going to need a makeup kit up there. So that was... It just seems like a strange why? discussion
0: in the grand scheme of things.
2: And so someone responded as soon as the space, space suit walk thing came out. Now seems like a good time to remind people that male NASA engineers thought women would need space makeup. Like, you know, times are changing, obviously, but that seems pretty ridiculous. Um, and my winner of Garbage Person of the Week, not a winner of the week, my number one garbage person... Did you guys hear about this Pennsylvania lawmaker? Let me find her oh, name. Oh boy. Um <clears throat> so in Pennsylvania this past week, their very first female Muslim member was sworn in. Um that did not sit well oh, with geez. Representative Stephanie Borowitz, who is my number one garbage person. Um, she's a freshman from rural Pennsylvania district. Invoked to Jesus, the Lord or God, nearly two dozen times in her approximately one minute forty second prayer before before this woman was induct, uh was sworn in, um, and she also thanked God for President Donald Trump because he stands beside Israel unequivocally. So this woman, um, Movita <sighs> Johnson Harrell, is the Democratic um, Muslim woman being sworn in that day. Um, said, for the most part, the entire inv- invocation was offensive. To use Jesus as a weapon is not okay. And we cannot weaponize what's going on with Israel and Palestine. So if you guys watch this video, I watched it and I was shaking. I was so mad. This oh woman was like fire and brimstone. Like Jesus, I, like I apologize so much for G- Jesus for, for what I'm about to do. You know, that kind of thing so uh, before swearing this woman before in. swearing this woman in like oh it was so maddening and this woman who's going about to be sworn in her family is in uh, the audience there are it's a lot supposed of, to be like a horrific. separate Big church and for state her. for god's sakes you know like there's no there's there's no room for that in in law there's no there's not in uh, sadly it exists a lot um very Widespread. And the
0: hypocrisy, my God! The hypocrisy, like, oh, you guys gotta, like, you'll you'll not, get so mad if I'm you watch this video. So
1: I need to like prepare myself. I'm sorry, yeah. but
0: like, what would Jesus do? Jesus wouldn't do that. Like, nope. I'm so over. No, nope. and even like Christians acting like assholes under yeah. in the name of God. Yeah,
2: and even some of the um, Republican men sitting there, like, there have been Republican men in that group that have been in trouble for praying before um doing like a doing like a a communal prayer before proceedings or whatever and they've gotten in trouble for that in the past and even they were like oh yeah that's that was a little unnecessary maybe we should pull back on that a little bit but she is my garbage person for sure um not that i think we'll remember her name at all but it just really upset me this week i hope not that's Um, terrible that actually is oh go ahead
0: that's actually a segue to my winner Oh, okay but no you can finish
2: up I didn't have a
0: great segue so you go ahead okay it's actually kind of a segue to my winner um so my winner of the month is um uh Jacinda (gasps) was that gonna be yours too uh Jacinda Ardern
2: I love that everybody
0: we're like so in sync right now So, um Jacinda is the Prime minister of New Zealand and um you've probably heard and seen her name in the news in the past month because of course a few weeks ago the horrible Christchurch um you know massacre uh took place and um you know uh, Muslim uh New Zealand the the uh, New Zealand population of Wait, I'm sorry. The Muslim population of New Zealand. There we go. Uh, was targeted by the gunman um, who was essentially a neo-Nazi um, white nationalist piece of shit. Um, big Donald Trump fan. Um, he, I, th- I believe he praised Donald Trump in his manifesto that he wrote prior to the shooting that he carried out. Um, but uh, so Jacinda is the prime minister and it took her two Less than two days after the massacre happened, to get the ball rolling on um, stricter gun legislation in New Zealand. And um, she has not stopped crusading um, against hate. Uh, Since this event happened, she's been attending all of the memorials and all of the events for these victims. And I love this. So she gave a really great speech at this memorial um, on March 28th um, for the victims. And it's a really simple quote, but it's just let us be the nation we believe ourselves to be. Um, and I feel like it is so refreshing to see a world lead, a country leader, um, be able to be unequivocal about, okay, it's common sense. These events are happening. These shootings are happening. They're happening in the U S every few months or few weeks. I mean, like all the time they're starting to happen here. We're starting to see white nationalists pop up here and um you know take action and the fact that she was able to get the ball rolling and come out unequivocal like no we aren't going to allow assault weapons we aren't going to allow this yeah um anymore and um i just think that is so awesome and um super impressive
2: and uh yeah we can all
0: take it i mean
2: our lawmakers can certainly take a a note or two like how like,
0: about just looking at common sense like, how about common just sense seeing a
2: problem that needs fixed and yes fixing it yes without without
0: loopholes without no just cut it off or without even like having like let's not just filibuster the shit out of this to where we are still in a gray area de- like a decade later yeah. later like yeah. how about actually just doing something about it and yeah. saying look i'm not gonna apologize for um for getting this ball rolling right and so i she was my winner
2: yep she was mine too yay very cool how about you was she your winner too no oh no, okay. that would have been awesome no,
1: no. i have a different one so mine is kind of she it's this is not just this past month um she's kind of been a winner that i don't think we've talked about yet for a while but it's Jam- jamila jamil mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so i have just been obsessed with her lately um she What I think she's the winner for is that she started a movement. um, If you if you don't know, she um, placed a honey on the good place, Mm -hmm. which is what she's probably most well known for in America. But um, she was an actress in um, England before. But she started a movement called I Way. Are you guys familiar with this?
2: not the movement no so
1: she started this movement she's called, done all
0: kinds of great body yeah she's a she's stuff.
1: a fabulous activist but she started this movement called i way as in i w e i g h and you can find it on instagram it's i underscore w e i g h i way she started this movement has um over five hundred thousand likes now um or followers on instagram where women she encourages women to talk about say they that they weigh and then talk about their character versus the way that they look. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's just a phenomenal activist, talks about body positivity, but she um, has been through, if you don't know her story, like she has been through so much. She was in a car accident um, when she was younger and she's been through like so many things in terms of her health and et cetera, et cetera. And just, she's just one of those people who just bounces back and perseveres and like gets through it. And she has, like, really interesting backstory. Um, And this kind of goes into a recommendation, but I want to recommend early that you listen to her. She was recently on one of my favorite podcasts, um, called so many white guys mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i've heard of it i haven't listened to it heard um of it. with phoebe robinson who i think is a lover um so so many white guys is a fab podcast and jamila was recently on there and she tells her whole backstory like about all the things she's been through so empowering so inspiring if you need to pick me up and you need to be like yes queen go <laughs> listen to that and Love check it. out the Way movement
0: I'm always in the mood to feel like, yes, queen. So, so exactly. I actually do have one more small winner. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, I recently was um, listening to NPR yesterday when I was driving up to visit my uh, my mom. And um, so This American Life was on and they had a really great uh, podcast this week about kind of the science of like racism and casual racism and things like that and I um, got to tune in right as um, they were uh, Ira glass was talking to dr. Howard Stevenson so Howard Stevenson is um, he was really fascinating he is another winner so he is a scientist he's a clinical psychologist and um, he, Specializes in um, he's been doing research on low income um, rural and urban um, neighborhoods across the country. He is the director of the Racial Empowerment Collaborative, which is um, it's a department within, I believe, the Department of Psychology at Penn State. Um, I could be wrong, but I think it's Penn State. And um, so he gave a TED talk recently about the his findings in the science um, and like what is going on in your brain, like in a person's brain when um, racism takes over. So he specifically talked about this um, and he used as an example, um, all of the uh, police shootings of unarmed um, black people mm-hmm. um, over the past few years and talking about how our mind actually changes the way that we see the person when we feel threatened. So when we feel scared, um, like if we were, if if a cop was to feel threatened by a Black person, they would actually see them in their mind as like larger than they are mm-hmm. and as more aggressive than they are. Um, so your brain chemistry changes. And also how in your brain you actually have a moment where you kind of go on autopilot Mm -hmm. and that is the that is the moment where he says that um, people panic and resort to using their gun Mm -hmm. and so he talked about it and it was really interesting to hear like he's doing the research to talk about what's going on in your brain so like using science to kind of like try to help us figure out how can we Uh, combat racism in the future and also the number one reason that i was moved to tears in the car because he recorded a conversation and like thinking about it now is making me emotional but he recorded a conversation with his eight-year-old son he's black his son is black and um about the he had a conversation with his son when they found out that george zimmerman was um like acquitted Mm -hmm. of charges um against trayvon martin and his hearing his son mm. try to understand his son was eight, yeah and hearing him say like but he but but he just he just like nothing happened he just got he just got to walk away Ugh. like he's just not gonna he killed this person, this boy, and he just gets to walk away and like hearing him realize that like the reality of the situation mm. as a child yeah. is like rocked me to and my then core as a
1: parent it's so, like how do you say, how do you explain like, those it's things so fucked and it's so unfair it and was like so- how do you mm. explain that part of the world to a yeah. child and like- he was
0: taught in the dot and dr stevenson was saying like at you know at this moment he's realizing that he's a child this boy who died was a child um who was not unlike himself and it makes he's realizing for the first time like this could happen Yeah. yeah like this could happen so anyway it um it's a really fascinating um this american life so another winner dr stevenson as well as um the people with ted talks and uh with this american life for giving him a platform and mm-hmm. kind of talking mm-hmm. about the subject That's a really good win very yeah. cool
2: it's not an afterthought win that's a good one Ooh, yeah. yeah it
0: it, re- it like hit me really hard yeah. when i was listening yeah. to it to hear this little boy um who shouldn't have to worry about this shit frankly yeah. and but unfortunately oh. unfortunate reality um so we already kind of transitioned to our recommendations shall we get to those
1: yeah I did you like- was yours part of yours or you have another one I have so many because oh, all okay. I do is watch documentaries. <laughs> like, so um, I guess we should. Go back to um I figured out what the name of that documentary on HBO was yes. about Theranos. Oh.
2: it's called The Inventor. Oh awesome. I was getting Oh it oh my up.
0: god, wait a second. I think I did see a commercial. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: It's been heavily promoted. lately. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: I saw like a commercial for it about yes.
1: The Inventor. Um I think it's called like the Inventor Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. Um also there's a movie that's they're gonna make about the story. The Munches with, um, by proxy. Is that oh, what you're gonna say? No, they're gonna oh, make, they're doing make a too. movie about Theranos, about oh. the Theranos lady starring jennifer lawrence
2: oh oh that's a good good casting cast. yeah um
1: so my recommend my other recommendation i guess would be
2: oh great now i forget what i was gonna <laughs> say well i i <laughs> but know I've i already told, recommended
1: like three things the spots so. but
2: i know i told you guys i think it's hbo they're making the what is her name um oh the the munchausen by proxy girl that we watched dd yeah, yeah. blanchard and her son or her daughter, was uh, like Gypsy Prairie, Gypsy, Gypsy, Rose. Gypsy Rose. Yeah, I thought Prairie because Prairie. we started watching OA again <laughs> last night. Oh. But um, yeah, they're making that that one too. But that'll be a real movie, not a documentary. There's
1: actually a show about something. I guess it's like based on her story, but it's not. Yeah, like it's her like a scripted story. series on Hulu. Yeah, hmm. and so I guess she doesn't like approve of it. But oh, really? Evidently, there's a show. I think it's called.
0: Um, it's called The Act. The Act. Mm. I haven't
1: watched it, but I saw it. Uh, they're like heavily publicizing it. Oh, I know know what I was going to say. There's a movie, um, that I watched recently that I really enjoyed and it was called Instant Family. Hmm. Have you heard of this? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, I think you can watch it on Amazon Prime, but it was this really, I was really moved by it and it was just this, um based on a true story about a family who adopts three kids who are like in their teens and like the oldest one is um in her teens and so they were looking to adopt they end up adopting siblings um and then it's just like a really moving but realistic uh take on sort of what that would be like mm-hmm. to take in these kids that you know come with their own like baggage and their own issues and behavioral problems and things like that but like creating a family out of it i mean it was like really touching really well done i mm. highly recommend it but it's like independent so it's not very promote or popular but um i think you can watch it on amazon prime okay instant family That's
2: interesting hmm. really good i tried to find one that was not like a tv thing because i i do watch a lot of TV me at too. night. But um, I actually, like, if I get, I usually fall asleep in front of the TV every night. And then I get mad at myself for not just going to bed and getting the sleep. But anyways, um, my recommendation was we went to the art museum exhibit, the um, Paris 1900s yeah. exhibit. Oh, so beautiful. And it made me think, like, I need more. Uh, I need more French lithographs hanging in my house because they make me so happy. <laughs> like the Toulouse-Lautrec. You love you've always loved uh, Toulouse. I love him. And I just love all those old like like Moulin Rouge the advertisement posters. posters and everything. <laughs> I love, I love them so that so much. Show. And that's a lot of it was over there and a lot of like the um like the grant like the Paris World Fair posters, but then also a lot of um impressionists and um like real oil painting type art too not just like the lithograph stuff and they had like real dresses from back then and people were so tiny and short I know um but the the garments were just really delicate and beautiful and super ornate um and, of course, they had some other things like furniture and stuff. But the, the fun stuff was all of the, the Paris nightlife art. So that was super fun. And while we were there, we got to see a few. They're also going to have a the art of um, Burning Man, coming up oh, oh yeah would be fun that. so That's they wonderful. had a few things in there before like the big exhibit opens up but we got to see a few of those things too but we should do a field trip to the burning man exhibit that'd be, that'd fun. be great what i don't recommend is taking your baby because you have to uh kind of run through a little bit quicker than you would if you didn't have a 15 month old with you right so that is all hmm. what about so, your recommendation
0: i have two Um, so the first one is, uh, is streaming related because we all, we all like our, uh, (laughs) we're all streaming (laughs) all the time. So, okay. So, uh, my first one is, um, so right after actually we recorded last time I watched the, um, Oscar winning short documentary feature period end of sentence. I don't know if either of you have watched it. You can watch it on Netflix. It's really, really good. It is less than 30 minutes long. Um, so it is quick and it is phenomenal. So, uh, recently won an Oscar for best um, best documentary short, and it is about these women in um, India who uh, start um, producing. They start like a small manufacturing um, facility to make um, to make uh, like pads, like period pads, um, for the women of their village. And then they um, so they manufacture them themselves and then they go and sell door to door. So uh, a lot of things that are really interesting about this um, in India, the women interviewed um, talk about how like there's such a stigma related to periods and women when they're on their period and about how like it's just not even talked about. And um, a lot of the women in this village, uh, feel embarrassed about not even talking about like just talking about it but even going into a shop to buy um pads they're very embarrassed about because I guess that they uh don't there's always men around is what they said and they don't ever like to have to they don't ever want men to have to see any of the like know about much about period stuff. And also, um, women don't have a lot of extra money to purchase um, the pads, which usually costs a lot of money. And because that because of that, um, girls in this village oftentimes, end up dropping out of school at a fairly early age, because they don't want to attend when they're on their period and um, then they get behind. So they just drop out of school. So these women in this village um, started manufacturing pads and then so women didn't have to go into the store. They started uh, selling them door to door um, to the women directly in their homes And they also made them in a way that was uh, less expensive than the ones that they um, could buy at the different shops. So they were more affordable and they were actually end up being more absorbent. So um, they were teaching women about their periods and girls about their periods. And it's just a really super, super uplifting um, documentary. And it's really awesome. The women are so amazing that are doing this. Um, and no girl should have to lose out on an education because of something like a period that is normal and natural and not dirty and something that everybody, all women deal with. It's part of life. So, um, again, it's called period end of sentence. Um, You can also go to the official website for this project is called The Pad Project and you can donate as well to the cause. And I was so moved by the documentary I ended up going on and donating. Um, And then, so that's my one recommendation. And my other recommendation is a book. Um, so I am a true crime junkie and I like mm. going to, Me too. <laughs> I like, going, I can give this to you if you want to read I it. It's really good. I love true crime. So, um, what I do is I go to half price books like once a month and I load up on true crime books and then, um, read them all and then take them back and resell them and then buy more. <laughs> um, and it's so much more cost effective than like buying them, um, new, obviously. I should just get a library card, then it'd be free, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, so I just got done reading a really great book called um, Lost Girls, An Unsolved American Mystery by Robert Calker. And it's really good. It is about the victims of the Long Island serial killer, um, which is, these are all still unsolved cases. And uh, basically, the, I didn't know very much about the Gilgo Beach burners or the Long Island serial killer. Yeah. So this these are crimes that did not take place that long ago. They took place in the past like 10, 12 years. Um, uh, four, actually five, technically, five um, escorts, young women in their 20s, um, their bodies, remains were found on a strip of Long Island called Gilgo Beach. Um, and appear to be the work of a serial killer, and it's never been solved. And one of the things that I like about this book is not only um, this was a new case I hadn't really learned about before that really, like and now I'm like super fascinated by it. But also, I really like this book in particular, because it's less so focused on the case itself and the um, the killer. And it's really focused on telling the stories of the women. And it's really good at humanizing the women. Because mm-hmm. What happened in this case and what happens in a lot of cases is because the women were escorts, they were sex workers, um, the police did not take their disappearances very seriously mm-hmm. and actually uh, did not do inve- thorough investigations until they were actually, like, their bodies were found. Mm-hmm. So when they were reported missing by their families um, and once they found out that they the women were escorts, they the police were just like, oh, well, that's normal for an escort. We're not going to look for them. So like there was, it's really sad. There was one case of one of the young women, um, her mo- her parents or her mom and her sister reported her missing and the police did not even do a thing to look in on it until two weeks later.
1: Oh my gosh. That's so terrible.
0: so now none of these murders um, have been solved. And there's a total of um, during this over the over a couple of years on the strip of Long Island, there are a total of like ten separate um, remains, like ten separate people. So we don't know wow. to this day if they're all connected. If some, just we know some of them are connected because of the way the remains were mm-hmm. prepared um, and left, but we don't know about all of it. But still, it just shows how even ten years ago, and I'm sure currently, um, how women are just completely disregarded as essentially trash. If they're in this if they're sex workers or Mm. if they are involved in drugs or anything like that so it's a really really awesome book um and i thought it was really great and now i'm like super interested in this case armchair detective style so if anybody wants to take it and um read it you're welcome to do so uh other recs recommendation no no
2: that's it for me that's all she
0: wrote
1: that's all she
2: wrote
0: anybody have anything else for the pod I don't think so. We plug our ways you can get in touch with us we are on instagram as wines wins all one word that's w-h-i-n-e-s because we like to wine we don't drink wine as much as we used to on the pod um <laughs> but next can. next can. next time wine and cookies wine and Ooh, cookies i like it
1: yeah email us what sandwich cookies sandwich cookie recommendations at, and email us and tell us what's wrong with our skin <laughs> <laughs> Doctors. yeah please can, can you hear me
0: dermatologists <laughs> out there please help us um, you can email us at uh you can just tell us your wines and wins, thoughts of the show, uh cookie suggestions, wine suggestions, cheap wine, please. I'm not <laughs> a millionaire. Um at uh wineswins at gmail.com. And I think that is it. You guys want to try to do our little outro? Bye bye oh, <laughs> guys.